This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Missouri's defense took a big step last season. Now the pressure is on to be even better in 2023. It is Monday, May 1st. This is the College Football Daily. I'm Lance Glenn. In just a moment, you are going to hear an excerpt of a conversation from the football recruiting podcast between hosts Cooper Patagna and Andrew Ivins and Missouri defensive coordinator Blake Baker. They discussed the Tigers' defense, the unit's strong play last season, and much more. You can, of course, find the whole conversation on the football recruiting podcast wherever you get your podcasts. So without holding you any longer, here are Andrew Ivins and Cooper Patagna with Missouri defensive coordinator Blake Baker. Coach, on, on football terms, you go from 106 nationally in total defense in 2021. You jump all the way up to number 34 in 2022. When you got to Missouri, was the field like were you confident in what you saw on tape? And then for you as a coach, how do you tap into that? And how do you tap in? and build that trust to where you see that leap on the field, something like that in terms of tangible results, all of that has matures in such a quick fashion. Rarely do we see that type of turnaround in, in, in less than 12 months. What, what was that like for you, and what was the message you wanted to get through to your players that obviously they received? Yeah, it was a lot of fun, to be honest with you. Um, you know, the, the thing that, like, w- whenever I get to a new spot, I'll usually watch about 10 plays of a point of attack. I'll have the GA um, make a, a play, a 10-play cut-up of each player. And, and that's just so I don't I don't want to have a preconceived opinion on, on a young man because I don't know what they've been taught. I don't know who their position coach was. I don't necessarily know uh, – maybe what the, the scheme is. So um, that's kind of, but, but when I did, when I cut on the, those tapes, I did see talent. The big thing that stood out to me was, um, you know, to be quite frank, I just didn't see very good fundamentals. I, you know, I thought they played hard. Um, you just, you, you didn't see, you did not see them playing with their hands. You didn't see them keeping a base. You didn't see them staying square. So w- that was really the battle cry last spring you know, when I took over was we're going to be very simple and, and it didn't help. I got, got, uh, and maybe it did help looking back, but got promoted really two days before spring ball started. I think we had two 20 minute walkthroughs and we're trying to install a defense that, you know, versus an offense that had been going on year three. So it was probably a blessing in disguise, uh, just keeping it very simple. Uh, but that was my plan. You know, after watching the tape, that was my plan initially anyway, is just let's get better fundamentally. Um, from a talent level standpoint, um, I thought we were pretty talented and, uh, you know, adding, you know, like we keep talking about some, some key pieces in the, in the portal. Um, I guess after spring, the only piece we really added, I believe was DJ Coleman and maybe Christian Williams, just a couple D linemen. Um, but I thought, I thought we had a talent and I thought the kids were hungry, man. I really did. Like, you know, from, it was, it was kind of unique, but from a, um, 
from a confidence standpoint, um, you know, I, I don't know if it was probably more, it, it, I don't think they lacked confidence, but I don't know if they really knew to, to, you know, and it takes time, just build that trust and respect. And as the spring went on, then they could see how they were getting better individually um, and not even worried about collectively as a whole, how we were doing. I think that's kind of where the, the trust and the respect came from. And then just letting them know that the standard, we weren't going to relent as a coaching staff. I thought our coaching staff did a really, really nice job of bringing energy and, and not letting the little things slide. Um, and I think that all resulted in, in having the season uh, that we had. And it was really cool just watching watching the, the guys as the year went on. You could see the confidence building week to week in, in the belief that they had and what we were doing. Um, so it, it was it was a fun year, and, and hopefully we can build on it. I think, again, having having the guys that we have back, I think we, can, we got a chance to be really special this year. Blake, you run a uh, a pretty aggressive system. We've, we've rattled off all the, the stats and – the TFLs and um, I, I guess not not to give away the entire state secrets, but you know where did your defense come from? What what's kind of the philosophy behind it? And I think for the average college football fan, this is an interesting question because I mean, up until the college football playoff, you guys played Georgia as as close as anyone, right? And, you know, there in, in Columbia. So you know, I, I guess what. <laughs> What, what have you noticed over the years? You called the defense at Miami, you called at Louisiana Tech, and, and now you're running your system. So I just, just what are the principles of the system and how have you adapted it and changed it as we've seen the game shift, you know, to more spread and, and all that in recent years? Yeah, I think, you know, if you were to, to sum up our defense, you know, as, as simple as you could, is we're going to be an aggressive one-gap defense. Um, you know, we want to be we want to be multiple on the back end um and create issues for we want to play the quarterback not the offensive coordinators so we want to try to confuse the quarterback uh after the ball is snapped um not pre-snap uh but the biggest thing that we try to try to harp on is is letting our kids play fast and letting them play free and 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 play with confidence and i think that probably philosophically that probably comes from i don't know a bunch of different people and maybe me even as a player where like i don't i don't one and I tell our assistant coaches, don't take a kid out if he makes a mistake. Let him learn to play through it. I don't want him to have the fear of getting yanked every single time. Uh, you know, he misfits a run. So I think just um, playing to their playing to their strengths as a, as a play caller, but more importantly, just playing to their personalities. Every kid's kind of got their own personality. Trying to not, I don't want to make a kid be something that he's not. You know. Um, if a guy is not a big vocal leader and, and that he has no interest doing it, then to me, that's fine. We'll find somebody that is interested in doing that. So, um, you know, at a different position, that doesn't mean he's going to, he's going to go to the bench. So, um, but, but, but from a scheme standpoint, I'd say we're, you know, a hybrid four, two, five, that that's an aggressive one gap defense. And we want to change up the picture for the quarterback post snap. Coach, how do you, how do you create a fast and free defense? Because you know I'm gonna just level with you here. I hear it all the time. People always <laughs> want everybody to play fast and free. It's almost like to me, being on that side is when you hear everybody talks about culture, right? Very few have really good ones. And I know you're talking about fast and free. Is that how do you create that in a practice environment when you got 11 guys all have an assignment, but when it's time to go, they're not thinking very much. I mean. I'm not very smart, so I try to keep it simple for them. <laughs> you know? and, and, and being in 100% transparency, I think 
and, and I don't have all the answers. I'm not going to sit back here and say that I do, but I do know when I meet with a lot of different defensive coaches, man, that shit sounds so hard. They make it so complicated. I'm like, it's still 11 on 11. There's only so many things you can do. Um, so we really just try to keep it very simple. I think kind of from our teaching uh, standpoint as well, from a scheme standpoint, I think we do a really good job in this scheme, putting things in buckets. Um, so when they hear a word, they know exactly what we're, what we're playing. And now they got to figure out, you know, what X they are on the field. As I like to say, there's only, there's only 11 X's. So a lot of it is just keeping it simple in our, in our teaching in in our, um, in our buckets. But, um, you know, I'm not a guy that wants to use a thousand different buzzwords to say like run to the flat, you know, so <laughs> around coaches that do that. And it's, again, I've been coaching ball a long time. I'm sitting in the room with them and I don't understand it. So to me, that's kind of, it's kind of how my brain is wired. And I think that that resonates with, with our players. Well, it, it sounds like, I mean, you can, you can get anyone to fit in right in, in your scheme, right? You know, you're going to cater to their strengths. So as you're assembling your defense, right, building out your recruiting board on the defensive side of the ball, I mean, is there some qualifiers that that certain guys have to meet, maybe collectively and then and then certain positions? You know, I think you've recruited what linebackers, D line, safeties. I mean, so you've done it all. I mean, is there certain things that are, you're like, all right, this guy, it's a must. He's got to be able to do this. As far as like measurements or, or anything, measurements. I mean, speed. I mean, you know, you talk so about playing fast, but. Yeah, the thing that and and it's kind of funny how it all you know defense or, or football you know is, is cyclical, right? So, the best advice I've ever been given was when I was at Miami, we would every year meet with with Coach Jimmy Johnson, um, and so I asked him. I said, "Hey, what what was your recruiting philosophy? Because you kind of you're kind of the originator as far as playing with undersized guys and and a four three defense and and letting them you know." Get, get get in the backfield and create havoc. He said, my only two parameters that I told all assistant coaches, do not me, bring me back a, a kid that's dumb and a kid that's stiff because you ain't changing either one of those. And so that's kind of the philosophy I, I live with. You know, there's guys that come in, in a lot of shapes and sizes um, across the board. And there's certain parameters, especially the closer you get to the ball um, as far as, you know, arm length and size. But, you know, we have a safety that's 6'3", 230 pounds, and, and the guy that's starting next to him is, is 5'11", 195 pounds. So it's also my job as the play caller um, and, and as the coordinator, um, making sure we're putting the whoever the best players are in the best position to succeed. Um, you know, if a guy's better at rolling into the box, we're going to roll him into the box more than, than necessarily put him in man-to-man coverage. But the two, I mean, and, and, I, and I'm serious about that. I, if they're dumb and if they're stiff, man, you, you're not out coaching that. So, um, you know, instead of using the negatives, we like to say, will they, will they run and they, uh, will they hit and are, are they, uh, you know, in, in the high school level, can they, can they line up the defense for you guys? And, and that kind of answers the questions from, from that standpoint. But, um, from a measurable standpoint, yeah, there's certain criteria we want, but depending on where you're at from from a, a school standpoint, or um, you know, there's a lot of different factors that that go into deciding um, will his measurables be enough to be successful at the school that they're at. 
A big thanks to Missouri defensive coordinator Blake Baker for coming on the football recruiting podcast with Andrew Ivins and Cooper Patagna. You can find the whole episode by searching for the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Remember to give us a five-star rating and a review on Apple Podcasts and head on over to the 24-7 Sports YouTube channel and click that subscribe button. Thanks so much for listening to the College Football Daily. We'll talk to you again later this week. Set foot outside of the hotel, you will be shot. Don't miss the new Showtime limited series based on the international bestseller. For the last four years, I've been a prisoner. Why are they keeping you here? Starring Emmy Award winner Ewan McGregor. This is the brave new world that you dreamt of. Be very careful. You are still a prisoner here. Everything in this new world comes at cost. This is still my country. A Gentleman in Moscow, now streaming on Paramount Plus, only with the Paramount Plus with Showtime plan.